2: Well, good morning, everyone. Hope you're having a fabulous, fabulous Saturday morning. Uh, if you're toning in, this is uh, uh, Let Us Reason. I'm your host, Al-Fadi, and with me here is our dear brother, Sam Shimon. And today we are going to continue with our discussions concerning uh, a topic that was uh, brought up um, in the last two episodes that we did. It has to do with the idea of God worship. You know, and in this case, God himself is worshiping. And the reason why we brought it up, because our Muslim friends are kind of like upset with the idea that Jesus, if he is indeed God, at least that's the way they argue it. How can he be also praying to God? In other words, uh, in the words of a Muslim that I met this week, can God be praying to uh, to himself? Uh, I mean, that's uh, the question. And, uh, you know, while I understand the difficulty in them comprehending this. Uh, Sam articulated the argument beautifully by uh, describing you know, who Jesus is to begin with. Uh, Jesus is God incarnate. Jesus is our model. Uh, Jesus must do things for us to uh, basically follow suit. And as the Son of God, it's perfectly okay for the Son to speak to the Father and to be in communion with the Father and to have a relationship with the Father and to express the love to the Father and so on and so forth. And then we switched the table around and we began to talk about if Jesus' prayer to the Father is such a problem, then our Muslim friends got a, even a bigger problem to explain to us why would Allah himself pray, and in this case, he either pray to uh, uh, Muhammad or pray to uh, just the saints, uh, if you wish, or the believers uh, you know, who are Muslims. And uh, we are going to try to touch on that today and uh, see where the Lord will lead us. So Sam, uh, welcome back, brother.
1: Thank you for having me, and I just want to invoke the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, asking the Father to purify us, to wash us, to cleanse us in the holy blood of Jesus Christ, to forgive us, save us from our flesh, and mortify our flesh, and fill us with the power and life and fruit of the Holy Spirit, and anoint us to speak truth without error for the glory of Jesus Christ. Father, we love you. Forgive us. Have mercy on us. We love you, Lord Jesus. We love you, Holy Spirit. Have your way and bless the show for the glory of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Thank you for having me, brother.
2: Thank you. So, Sam, what's in your mind today uh, in relationship to that topic if you still have anything you want to flesh out related uh, to that? Yeah, we can.
1: Lord Jesus willing, in these uh, shows, this one and an upcoming one, we'll talk more about Allah worshipping and then how, not only does Allah worship but that Muslims actually, albeit unintentionally, worship Muhammad uh, because Muslims actually do pray to Muhammad. So, Lord Jesus willing, we'll try to Cover those two topics. First, we'll continue with Allah worshiping, and then also maybe in a future session, or maybe even we'll get into it today if we have some time on Muslims also worshiping Muhammad, although unintentionally. Now, why do I say unintentionally? If you ask a Muslim, no Muslim would ever admit they worship Muhammad, and no Muslim would ever say Muhammad is God or a God. However, you read the Quran and you read the sources carefully, Muhammad has been deified, he's been elevated to divine status and he's made a partner with his God, and he's become a necessary object of worship. So by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, by the power of the Spirit, we'll unpack those topics. And then what we can do is, then we can revisit the issue of how Jesus is also identified as God, according to the Quran, and that too, not intentionally. Because there are statements in the Quran where Muhammad denies that Jesus is divine, but at the same time, he affirms certain things about Jesus that shows that he's actually God in the flesh. So with that said, what I'm going to be discussing right now is mostly narration. As you know, being a former Muslim, majority Muslims are Sunni Muslims. They don't just follow the Quran; they follow the Sunnah of Muhammad, because the largest sect of Islam is the Sunni sect. Am I correct, uh, Brother Al?
2: That is correct, absolutely. It's almost like 85% of the total uh, population of Muslims in the world.
1: Yes, and the second largest sect would be Shia. So although... Sunnis and Shia both follow traditions. They don't follow the same set of traditions. So I'm going to be focusing on the Sunni branch of Islam and their traditions, showing that according to their sources, the very fact that Allah performs Salah. We looked at what the word Salah meant. That's the verb used in reference to Allah praying in chapter 33, verse 43 of the Quran and chapter 33, verse 56. Those two passages say that Allah prays for believers, and he prays for Muhammad, and he prays alongside angels, right? In 33, verse 43, it says, He it is who prays for you, as do his angels. Literally, it, it's the word for prayer, Salah. And then in thirty-three fifty-six we are told, Oh, you believe Allah and his angels, verily, Allah and his angels pray for the Prophet. So Allah is engaging in this act of Salah, which only means prayer, along with angels, and he prays for Muslims, and he prays for Muhammad. What I want to do now is look at some of the hadith, hadith that tell us that the essence of prayer is du'a. In fact, if you look at any lexical source, they'll tell you, the Muslim source. In fact, interestingly, for those of you who are listening, I would highly encourage you to watch a debate that took place with Brother David Wood, one of our top Christian apologists, and a Muhammad, uh, Muslim polemicist named Muhammad Hijab. It's found on YouTube. It's Soheed versus the Trinity. There, Muhammad Hijab in the rebuttal period made the following candid admission, and this is something found in the lexical sources as well as in the Muslim sources. They all admit this. Let me quote. And the word meaning salah, and the word actually salah means dua. This is the root word. The root meaning of salah, right? is dua. Now, I'm going to explain what dua means. But before I do that, I just want to give the other verse where it says that Allah prays in the Quran, In Surah Al-Baqarah, chapter 2, verse 157, there it uses the plural salawat. The salawat and the rahma of Allah is upon believers. Salawat, the plural for prayer. Now, notice what this Muslim polemicist admits. Now he's not making this up. This is what you'll find in the Arabic lexicon. This is what you're going to find in the Muslim scholarly sources that Sama means du'a. Now, what does du'a mean? Du'a means invocation, supplication, invoking Allah, supplicating Allah, asking Allah for whatever your needs may be. So notice L. He admits Allah. The root meaning of it is to invoke, to supplicate. Now, That's why right. is this important? Here's why it's important. This comes from the Hadith. Again, this is not from the Quran. This comes from Riyadh Salihin, the book of Dua. It's even titled the book of Dua, and the English translation is supplication. The translators put supplications in parentheses to tell us what Dua means. al Numan bin Bashir reported, The Prophet said, Dua, supplication is worship. Did you guys catch that? Did you catch it out?
2: Yes, absolutely, and do- I would agree also with that assertion.
1: So as a, someone who spoke Arabic, Arabic being your mother tongue, you have no doubt du'a is worship. Now you're going to see why this is important. Du'a is worship.
2: And so also, that, I want to me, I want to, uh, you know, add to that, we never do du'a to people. We do du'a as Muslims, basically, to Allah. That's it. That, that is beautiful. I'm
1: glad you mentioned that, because either
2: in this section, if we have time, or in the next session, I'm
1: going to actually show from narration deemed to be sound, sahih, meaning sound, without dispute, that Muslims actually invoke Muhammad who's been dead for 1400 years, so therefore, whether they like it or not, they're worshipping Muhammad. But I want to focus on Allah. So I'm going to read some hadith where Muhammad, the prophet of Islam, not a true prophet, mind you, but the prophet of Islam, defines the heart of worship as du'a invocation. Here's another one. This is subtitled the excellence of supplication. What makes supplicating so excellent? And the Arabic word for supplication is dua. Abu Huraira reported that the Prophet said, notice it's Muhammad, not some Josh Nothing is dear to Allah than supplication. The Arabic word, du'a. Nothing is dear to Allah than dua. And then another report, Abu Huraira reported that the Prophet said the noblest act of worship, Ibadah, the noblest act of worship. Is supplication du'a. One more. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm belaboring the point, but I just want to hammer this point down before we revisit the issue of Allah praying. This again comes from the same set of narrations. This is actually from Bukhari, but it's Al Adab Al Mufrad Al Bukhari. A lot of people don't know, but you know this al He didn't just have a collection of narrations called Sahih Bukhari. He also compiled what's known as Al Adab Al Mufrad. You're aware of that, right? Now you know about that. Absolutely. See, I'm talking to someone that I'm preaching the choir to. You know this better than I do, so thank you for your patient listening. There's not really much I can teach you. You already know this. But let me read this again. And Numan ibn Bashir reported that the Prophet said, supplication, dua, is worship. Then he recited, and he quotes the Quranic verse to prove it. Call on me, and I will answer you. Call on me, and I will answer you. Now, that comes, that comes from chapter 40, verse 60, Quran, which we'll look at in a minute, but the final one for now, the final one, sorry I keep belaboring this, but I want to hammer this like a broken record so the audience can see that there's no escaping the fact that the word for prayer in Arabic is the root meaning is du'a, which means supplication, and Muhammad says that the very heart of worship is to supplicate, to do du'a. Now here, this also comes from <clears throat> English translation of Sunan, Ibn Majah, Ibn Majah, a major Hadith collector. It was narrated again from the same person, Numan bin Bashir, that the messenger of Allah said, Indeed, the supplication is the worship. Then he, Muhammad, recited, and your Lord said, Invoke me, I will respond to you. So, I think we got the message, of course. Allah prayer, the root meaning of it is to supplicate, to invoke, which makes sense, because when you pray, you're, you're not just praising God. Blessing God, speaking to God, which you should be doing if you're praying, but you're also invoking God, supplicating God. And so the root meaning of Salah is du'a. What is du'a? Du'a is the Arabic word to supplicate, to invoke, invocation, supplication. What did Muhammad say? Muhammad said that the essence of Islamic worship, the heart of the Islamic worship is to perform du'a, to supplicate, to invoke. Now, now you remember, and I don't know if you have the Arabic Quran in front of you, do you or you don't?
2: I do have an Arabic Quran in front of me. Tell me where do you want, okay. to, uh, want me to go so I can read it for you, brother.
1: So go for us again. I want you to go to chapter 33, verse forty three to read, because I want your audience to pay attention to the fact that these passages say quite clearly Allah, the Muslim God, performs salah. He performs prayers. And yet we just saw the definition of prayer is invocation du'a, uh-huh, And that's what worship is, to invoke. Therefore, logically speaking, the Muslims have no way around the fact, getting around the fact, that according to their Quran, their God is engaged in worship. But the question is, worshipping who? But before we even get there, can you read
2: chapter 33, verse 43? Yes, I'm going to read it in Arabic, and uh, if you want me also to uh, uh, read the English, or you can elaborate on that. But in Arabic it says, the Arabic says, هُوَ الَّذِي يُصَلِّي عَلَيْكُمْ وَمَلَائِكَتُهُ لِيُخْرِجَكُمْ مِنَ الظُّلُمْ مَاتِ إِلَى النُّورِ وَكَانَ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ رَحِيمًا So do you want me to read in English or you want to elaborate on that?
1: Yes, uh, Al, if you want, just translate because most of the Quran translations done by Muslims try to
2: hide the fact what the Arabic actually said. So what does the Arabic actually say that you just read for the audience? The God who, who is... Uh, Praying basically. That's the Arabic. So Allah's praying and angels then it says and the
1: angels as well. Now that's what's thirty three forty three. If you don't mind, look at thirty three fifty six because we're going to again I'm going to again repeat what I just said, like the broken record, because I want the audience to get this to use it and their witness to Muslims and that Muslims get it and get convicted by the grace of God's Holy Spirit. In chapter thirty three, same chapter, verse fifty six, the verb is again Sullah used again, and it's used in reference to Allah and angels performing that act. Now, if you want to read the Arabic for us, Brother Al, 3356, and then you can translate what the Arabic actually says. Once again, repeat what I just said, like the broken record, because I want the audience to get this, to use it, and their witness to Muslims, and that Muslims get it and get convicted by the grace of God's Holy Spirit. In chapter 33, same chapter, verse 56, the verb is again, Salah, used again. And it's used in reference to Allah and angels performing that act. Now, if you want to read the Arabic for us, brother Al, 33:56, and then you can translate what the Arabic actually says.
2: So, in 33:56, uh, it says, "In Allah <laughs> wa yusalluna ya taslima." Once again, there is an indicative here stating that in the affirmative, indeed, it is Allah and His angels both are praying upon the Prophet, and a command now to the believers to do the same. Okay, so to pray. There yeah. is no doubt.
1: Any honest reader of the Arabic now, notice I emphasize honest, who doesn't have a theological priest meaning he doesn't come to the text already assuming what God can and cannot do. Seeing the verb clearly says Allah and the angels pray. You saluna, you salli, salla, pray. So Allah is praying. Why is that important? Because remember what I just read. I read narrations attributed to Muhammad where he says the heart, the heart of worship, the essence of worship, ibadah, is dua. Dua meaning supplication, vocation. And that the root meaning of salat according to this Muslim polemicist, which he was getting it from Muslim sources. The root meaning of prayer is dua. In other words, prayer is supplication and supplication is worship. I'm gonna read one more quote. This comes from the English translator or the translator to the English translation of Jamie et Jami Jamie at-tirmidhi volume six, page one oh three, this is what he says about that word dua, supplication. Supplication supplication is worship in itself. And for proof, the prophet recited the verse of Surat Ghafir, chapter 40, verse 60. Call upon me, I will respond to, barely those who scorn my worship, they will surely enter hell humiliated. This verse shows that not begging his favors is a sign of scorn. As supplication is the essence of worship, and without its essence, the supplication is nothing but lifeless utterances. So, here is the affirmation. Prayer is to supplicate. Supplicate is to worship. So here's my question now. Allah prays along with the angels, Since prayer is invocation, supplication, that's the part of it, that's the repeating of it, du'a. Who does Allah worship? Who does Allah supplicate? Who does Allah invoke whenever he prays? See, that's the question. What is the answer? Now, I'm asking the wrong person. You're a Christian. Obviously... We would want a Muslim to answer, but unfortunately, Muslims keep denying that's what Salah means. They deny that it means prayer, and they'll deny that in the context of Allah, it means that he worships. When I say they deny it means prayer, they only deny it when it's used in reference to their God. If it's used for anyone else, if that verb, Salah, was used for angels, they'll admit, yeah, angels are praying, and therefore worshiping. If it's used of Muslims, they'll say, yeah, Muslims are praying, and therefore worshiping. But when that verb is used for their God, all of a sudden their God is no longer praying, it no longer means prayer, and therefore he's not worshiping. Why is that? Now, Why, why the inconsistency? What do you think?
2: Well, obviously, it's an embarrassment. I mean, uh, one has to be honest that uh, there is a double standard whenever you get caught doing the same thing, and all of a sudden now you have to really come up with ways to explain it. See, so that's exactly what it is. But now, I thought, that Jesus could not be God
1: according to Muslim logic because he prays to the Father, which we already thoroughly explained why that's no problem for the Trinitarian. So therefore, if they're going to be honest, and if they're going to be consistent, this is the key, if they're going to be honest, they're going to be consistent, they're going to now have to admit that their God also prays, and therefore also worships, so now they're left with one of two conclusions. Either Allah is praying to himself, invoking himself, worshiping himself, because he's the only being that's God, or the only person who is God. Or they have to admit that there are others that Allah prays to, invokes, submits to, so that he's not the only God, or he's not the only person who is God. So either they're going to have to believe there are multiple gods, or multiple persons who exist as one God, so they become like Trinitarians. Or they're going to have to admit that Allah loves to praise himself, glorify himself, worship himself, and invoke himself, which makes absolutely no sense. See, that's the only option. They don't have the option of saying that the verb salah doesn't mean pray. It does. No matter how many times they try to tap dance or, or get around it, it does. The verb salah, every time it appears in the Quran, always means prayer, but all of a sudden, when it's applied to Allah, then they say, well, no longer means that. But they're, Faced with the further problem that it says Allah is doing this act with others. Allah and the angels pray. No Muslim would deny that when that verb is used of angels, they are actually praying. But Allah's joining them. 3356, you read the Arabic smoothly and perfectly. Allah and the angels pray for Muhammad, the prophet, it says, which is supposedly Muhammad. There's no getting around this. Now, I don't know if we have a little more time. Do we have a few more minutes, or are we winding down?
2: I think we have a few more minutes. Uh, Good. You know, we'll we'll be alerted uh, uh, when we have two yep. minutes, but I'll, I'll let you know right away.
1: Because so what I'll do is I'll just focus on Allah worshiping, because that's what prayer means, and give more examples of Allah praying. Now this comes from,
2: again, this is not
1: the Quran, because the majority of Muslims being Sunni Muslims, the majority of Muslims are Sunni Muslims, and therefore they don't just follow the Quran, they follow the Sunnah, <clears throat> which is found in the Sadiq collection. This comes from a book titled, Muhammad, the Messenger of Islam, His Life and Prophecy, by Hajja Amina adil Sheikh Muhammad Hisham Kabani, Sheikh Nazim Adil al-Hakani, pages 231 to 234. Somewhat lengthy, I won't read all of it, but I want to read this because it's important because in this source, in this source, they admit that Allah prays. Now here, <clears throat> let's read it. They're citing a reference called Dalail Al-Qaira Shahri of Tara Dawood. And it says it's dated 1541. Now, this is supposedly recounting Muhammad's night journey. Now, you being a former Muslim know that according to the to the Quran, which is implicit, not explicit, but the narration, makes it explicit, Muhammad traveled from Mecca on an animal. Do you remember what the animal was, Al? al so Yeah, You got it. And that was supposed to be a mule, right? Guided by Gabriel. That's right. That's right. So he drove, he rode this mule from Mecca to the temple in Jerusalem, and then went throughout the seven heavens. And above the seventh heaven, he was allowed to see his Lord. He was allowed to see his Lord. Now, I'm going to read the part where he told Allah is busy praying. Let me read this part. After all this occurred, I came into a state when I heard absolutely nothing. Not the voices of the angels, right? <clears throat> Nor the sound of any other thing. So he came to a place of complete silence. This is Muhammad recounting that experience. <clears throat> this state caused me to experience great terror. Then I suddenly heard a voice that seemed to be the voice of Abu Bakr. saying to me, "Kiss ya Muhammad. It gives you Arabic and transliteration. Kiss ya Muhammad. Inna rabbuka yusalli. I'll read it again. Kif Muhammad, inna Now the translation. Say yourself, O Muhammad, for your Lord is praying. Blessing. Now it doesn't say blessing. It says for your Lord is praying. In fact, here Al, I'm going to say the Arabic again. Tell me what this phrase means. Kif ya Muhammad, this part. Inna What does that mean?
2: Indeed, your God is praying.
1: Wow. So in this night journey, Muhammad is told by a voice. Be still, Muhammad. Be silent. Why? Your Lord is praying. Let him finish. Let me continue reading. When I heard this voice, all the terror departed from me completely, and I began to wonder, what is Abu Bakr doing here? As he surpassed me, I wonder, and what does this mean? The Lord is praying. Notice he's asking, what does this mean the Lord is praying? The Lord is free from all exigence. What could be the meaning of all this? So I've fully established that the Muslim sources teach. Allah, the Muslim God, prays and therefore worships. Amen. You
2: have and you know, Sam, this is uh, probably a great ending for this part. And uh, because we want to pick it up uh, again with this tradition and continue to elaborate on our next episode. So uh, thank you again, brother, uh, for pouring out your heart. And thank you for all this valuable information. And obviously, my role is to support and encourage uh, people to uh, listen to your teachings. Because, indeed, everything you bring is absolutely accurate. And I appreciate you involving an Arab speaker just to confirm and support, you know, the sources that you're using. Because I know, brother, how you will be attacked all the time, that you don't know the Arabic, you don't understand the Arabic, and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. that, sadly, our Muslim friends would use. But, uh, you know, at the end, I want to remind everybody to please. Uh, uh, I encourage you to pray for our brother, to become a Patreon patron on his uh, YouTube channel, Shimonian, and uh, to go also to our YouTube channel, Siva International. That's the best way you can really stand by him and his ministry and our ministry and support us as well in prayers and in giving. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you.
1: Amen.
2: Amen. Amen.